0: Casey Thompson told us yesterday that he was the most viable player of this Nebraska football team. You are Locked On Huskers, your daily podcast on the Nebraska Corn Huskers, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Hey everybody, I'm Derek Pearson from 937 The Ticket in Lincoln, America, home of the fighting Huskers of the University of Nebraska. And yes, That is a phrase that I'm going to be using the rest of this podcast because it was identified yesterday that that's a part of the personality of this group. I want to thank you for making and allowing Lockdown Huskers and Lockdown Go Big Bread to be your first watch, first listen each and every single day. we're thankful and grateful for the folks at Locked On Sports for allowing us to bring this content to you on a daily basis, and it's greatly appreciated. I want to say to you, uh, thank you to the folks at Bet Online uh, for what they do. They provide information. Look, this is where the game begins. So whether it's uh, you, you like odds, you, you're an odds person. Uh, do you need props within the game, things to move you along the way? They've got whatever you want. So whatever way you want to be. More curious about the game, uh, better line has it for you. Um, we've already got numbers for next week. Uh, a couple of things. First things, of course, Nebraska as they had to uh, to to they turn their heads towards uh, the Minnesota Gophers. Um, Minnesota favored by 11, and the over under 47 points. There's a lot to digest there, and so we will. Uh, but we'll look back before we go forward um and we'll focus uh, this podcast on what happened at memorial stadium uh saturday uh between the huskers and illinois a couple of things we found out and a couple of more questions popped up take a moment now if you would please uh our subscribe numbers are good they should be better husker nation look i know this about you uh when you're getting content that you're in for you guys show up so it's time to rally your 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 fans and friends and get them over to the Lockdown Huskers podcast uh, and get that information. So um, first question, the lead story is that this team fought, but what we also found out is they fight harder and they fight better when their leader is playing. Now, that's the case for most teams, and most teams will tell you there's no alibi for the fact that uh, a player goes down, it's next man up, next Husker up. That's the expectation. That's the way you prepare. That's how business is being done, especially in the Big Ten and, more importantly, the Big Ten West. And Nebraska uh, has pitched and pointed that, listen, we need to to stand up for each other. There's no perfect game. There's no perfect uh, depth chart. Like, this team has had to adjust along the way. And they were putting themselves in a in a competitive situation. As a matter of fact, they were winning the game when Casey Thompson uh, takes a hit and goes out of the ballgame. Now, the questions that exist about this team still exist. But what we found out is Casey Thompson's pretty good and pretty important. To this team, to this roster, to this to the chemistry of this team, uh, to the mojo of this team, to the moxie of this team, yeah, Casey Thompson's that important because he got them in and out of situations that you know, Husker fans quite frankly take for granted. His mobility is better than advertised. His his scheme IQ is uh, is high and elevating. Uh, his trust within. Uh, the offensive coordinator system, Mark Whipple's system, have, their communication has has grown along the way. The connection has become deeper. And then the trust and reliance on, on the players. One of the big questions of this offensive unit is the fact that, wow, you know, Casey, can they protect Casey enough to get him through the season? But what happens in trust is, Offensive linemen begin to understand what Casey's reaction to situation and circumstance is going to be, and they block accordingly. Like they know where Casey's going to be. They know how much time Casey needs. Receivers know in this situation and circumstance, where does Casey need me and when? And that's just as important. Like within this system, it's very important. Anthony Grant, knowing being able to communicate with your quarterback about pass protection, uh, maybe late adjustments uh, for pass routes in space. Look, the throw to Travis Vokalek in the first half was a pretty top-level throw. In the traffic, past two defenders, Volkolek makes a great catch with the hands, gets, gets vertical on the sideline, and scores uh, score six. Missed extra points, scores 9-6. Another turnover opportunity, another situation. What this Nebraska team showed early was its ability to compete and its ability to fight. Look, let's be honest. This is not the typical Illinois football team, not in any way, stretch, or fashion. It is not. We can call them pretty good, but the the truth is they they walked into that building as the best defense in the country. And Nebraska had them on their heels. Like Nebraska even missed opportunities and had them on their heels. So let's not throw the baby away with the bathwater. Let's accept that there were some good things happening in that building and in that space. The fan base agreed. Uh, they were showing up. They were emotional. They were loud. Uh, the bench was loud. Uh, they were active. Uh, the coaching staff was was communicating on a high level and a high, at a high volume. But then, But then what happens to new teams with new cultures and new players is that when chaos happens, They did not do the one thing that they need to do. A coaching uh, phrase that I use all the time is, when chaos happens, slow down, and chaos ceases to exist. When chaos happens, slow down, and chaos ceases to exist. That is something I wish I could just have whispered to the remaining players on the field for Nebraska yesterday. Slow down. Do what you know. Don't panic. It'll be all right. That's there. Uh, we'll forward to break. We we'll come back uh, before we go to break. I want to thank the folks from Bed Online again. Uh, the, there's some odds that are already out uh, that uh, Illinois will go, will host Michigan State with a a, an 11, a fourteen point advantage. The over/unders forty-three. Ohio State takes on uh, Northwestern. Oh boy, plus thirty-eight, plus thirty-eight. Actually, no, that's uh, yeah, that's how that works. All right, when we come back, we'll talk more about what happened offensively, defensively, uh, and in-game adjustments. We we'll do all that on Locked On. Welcome back to Locked On, Huskers. Locked On, Go Big Red. Uh, After a 26-9 loss to um, what will be a top 15 Illinois team, and for the doubtmongers, uh, there was full explanation and display of why uh, this Illinois team is unique this year. They are athletic. uh, They're big. They're strong. They play angry. Um, and a part of the stuff that you want to talk about is where you know when people look at at, at overviews and you say what what happens. Well, Nebraska is a team that's trying to play physical at a new level. Illinois is already at that physical level. It's where they live. It's where they live. Uh, thank the folks from Bet Online um, for doing this. Uh, Purdue plus four over Iowa another interesting uh, little prop for the week a little odd for the week uh, for the big Ten folks and there's some interesting numbers in play um here's what we asked for we asked for better line play I I don't want to get on the bash bandwagon so I'll say this they battled but there are mistakes that even they would say they need to correct pretty quickly Um. I like uh, the way they fought. We wanted Anthony Grant to be the factor that Chase Brown was. Like the Illinois run game is what Nebraska fans want their run game to be. And I don't think the gap between Chase Brown and Anthony Grant is that much. It's that great. I think the – Physicality of the the Illinois offensive line, man, that, that's 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 a group. Like they walked in together, they they had their own theme song. But what we also found out is that when this offense utilizes its tight ends in the way that fan bases here have asked for, that Vocalek and Brewington can take a lot of pressure off whoever's playing quarterback for Nebraska. As a coach in the offensive phase, the easiest throw for quarterback to make is a quick throw and an open window between the hashes. Best way to take pressure off your quarterback with late blitzes and outside blitzes, throw the pressure to your tight ends. Send your tight ends to that space. Now, you can do that quickly or you can do that under delay, but the reality is when you use those folks, um, there was some success in getting those chan- those tight ends out to the outer third outside the numbers. I think you could do that with Casey Thompson. I'm not sure that you could do that with Logan Smothers and Chuba perry At least not at least not yet. And there has to be a matter of new quarterbacks being able to trust their offensive line, so that the young quarterbacks can keep their eyes downfield. Like there's a matter of trust required for new quarterbacks coming in the game. Same thing for zone Reed. Smothers is the better runner, but he also needs to be able to trust the linemen to do the interior work so that when he gets to his mesh, his eyes can be in the right place and not behind him, not upfield, not any of that. He has to be able to trust those linemen uh, up in front of him so that he can get his eyes to his 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 responsibility and make decisions. And to be fair and to be true, uh, the young quarterbacks uh, no matter which one it is, no matter who who was out there, they're still young quarterbacks. They they're gonna need time to evolve and develop. Now, nobody in the Big Ten cares, especially nobody in the Big Ten West, specifically Minnesota or Illinois. Illinois saw, oh, we got a free little lamb. Let me let, let, let's go party. That's Big Ten football, especially when you're elite defensively. When you're elite defensively, uh, you find a weakness and you attack it and you attack it and you attack it. Kudos to Illinois. Look, Witherspoon was exceptional. Now, I do want to say uh, I need to give uh, a, an unofficial trophy to Minnesota's defensive secondary from linebackers on back. They are the grabbinest team I've ever <laughs> I, I I'm surprised that Mickey Joseph didn't get get flagged for, for calling this what it was. To quote the, the late, great Vince Lombardi, grab, 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 that's all. I, when, you play, when you play physical defense as a part of your culture and a part of your personality, which is something that Illinois has earned over the course of this season, then you get a break or two. Because it looks comfortable. It's called comfortable movement. And officials will turn their eye to comfortable movement. When it becomes uncomfortable movement, officials' eyes are drawn to it more intently, and they tend to reach for their waist and that little yellow bean bag. The great scheme in capping, uh, you know, Trey Palmer. I'm sure Trey will tell you no excuse. But that's the number one defense. There's some curiosity about what happens with the rest of the group. Does this week, as they go to battle on Tuesday at practice, does Tuesday open the opportunity for other receivers to step up and be included in the party? Can they put in enough work? Can they show enough aptitude? Can they do what's required to get them additional playing time? Against Minnesota at 11 o'clock on Saturday at Memorial Stadium. There's talent on the depth chart, but I can tell you, uh, they were man- they, they, there was a lot of manhandling going on. Big, long, strong defensive backs and linebackers. Just uh, there was some some high level rerouting for crossing routes, um, and you can tell. You know, as a receivers coach. I can tell what the receiver, what the defensive backs are doing at practice because uh Illinois receivers are grab, rub, peel. Like they're physical. And the first touchdown to Juice Williams, that was a you know, borderline. That's a that's a penalty. But Nebraska has to get used to clearing those roads and clearing those rear routes. Um clearing those mesh and get back into coverage and get into space. But that's part of the development of the next-level team and the next-level program, uh, and those are steps that Nebraska can and I would expect will make in the future. But, you know, as everybody knows, nobody cares in the Big Ten, get better. And I expect that uh, the folks up at, the, at Memorial Stadium are going to put in some pretty interesting work this week. We'll go to break. and We'll come back and we'll we'll close out. We'll talk about some of the numbers and not numbers of the twenty six nine loss against Illinois. We want to thank the folks from uh, Bet Online. I Wisconsin goes um, goes in as a five and a half point favorite over Maryland. The over under is fifty four. So expecting this to be a score fest and expecting an exciting game. Mark that one down as one that you pay attention to. But don't go anywhere. Welcome back. Again, thank the folks have Bet Online for what they do for us here at Lockdown Huskers, Lockdown Go Big Red, and as a part of the Lockdown Sports Network. Um Michigan, after their successful weekend, will travel to Rutgers as a 26-point favorite over the Scarlet Knights over under and a half. Circle it. Have some fun with yourself. Again, if you've enjoyed the content here, um, put comments in the in the in the comment. You don't have to agree with me to put comments in. i, I'm, I my, my skin's thinner than that. But if you have something good to say, you want to add a compliment. Uh, we greatly appreciate it. Um, and then share, share this content. Uh, subscribe to make sure you get the content. Uh, we'll be pretty regular from this point. But you want to get the content. You want to get the alerts as well. So. Uh, in order to do that, now in a in a week where the expectations were high, Nebraska made a a a, a, a definitive, purposeful attempt to get Anthony Grant going. Now he didn't have a bad day: twelve pro rushes, sixty-two yards, five yards plus a carry. Casey Thompson gave you five yards uh, per attempt. that's okay until you compare it to Chase Brown's 32 and 152 and and a touchdown. When Casey Thompson left the game, he was 7 of 15 for 172 yards. He had a long of 52 and a touchdown. Um, That was against the number one defense, and that was at halftime. That was at halftime. So for the two mistakes that that were made, Casey had them on the hills. Matter of fact, they were they were winning the game. They were winning the game. But when you get to the receiving numbers, and Anthony Grant is your leading receiver, uh, we truly applaud the reemergence of Alante Brown. Uh, two catches for forty seven yards. We love seeing Chancellor Brewington two for. Uh, he had one for fifty two yards. He had the he had the long of the day. No, oh, he had the second longest of the day. Travis Vokalek had the one catch for 56 and the touchdown. But it's the rest of the receiver group that I would imagine will take the challenge, will accept the challenge to have more input and be more of a factor. There were seven tar- targets to Trey Palmer for one completion for one yard. Brody Belt had an attempt. Uh, folks want to point at the Ramir Johnson uh, miss. Uh, it's a football play. Got to make it. Got to make it. Borkutcher with one catch. Marcus Washington with one catch. That's not going to do it in the Big Ten. It's not going to do it. Missed extra point. Look. Figure it out. Figure it out. Like, that is a base play. That is a base play. And they'll figure it out. Pretty interesting stuff along the way that uh, Nebraska in the passing game was 11 for 24, three interceptions. One, of course, by Trevor Purdy, uh, third quarter. 18 first downs for Illinois. Look, if we walked into this game Saturday and said Nebraska's defense is going to hold uh, Illinois to 18 first downs, we would have all applauded and thrown confetti. But Nebraska only had Nine. Nine. And I'll, be, I'll have to do some investigation before the next podcast to find out how many of those were in the second half. Special teams-wise, not really bothered by the rest of it. Third down conversions offensively, those numbers in the second half were, were not good. 2 of 12 for the game on third down. And then when you're playing from behind and you can't get the, the opposing offense off the field, uh, Illinois had time of possession. Uh, for 20 minutes in the second half. 20 to 10 in the second half. So a lot of time standing on the sideline trying to figure it out. Again, um, I do want to say defensively. Luke Reimers flashed and showed until he he got nicked. Uh, I was impressed by Isaac Gifford in a couple of plays that he made. Uh, the big guys up front finally got it going later in the second half and made plays. Uh, Chris Kalarvik didn't hurt himself in his bid to be Uh, the full-time starter at that position uh, that replaces uh, Nick Heinrich. But they will tell you that it wasn't good enough across the board. So Huskers uh, will have a day. They'll have a day off tomorrow. Uh, And then they will – it'll be me versus me day. It'll be Husker versus Husker day. At practice, and they will turn their attention and focus onto the five and three, uh, two and three in the division. Minnesota Gophers, led by P.J. Fleck, and I'm pretty sure that Husker fans would be pretty excited to get their turnaround at home against P.J. Fleck and the Gophers. Again, thank you to the folks from uh, Bet Online for letting us do this. Uh, I appreciate you for hanging out and enjoying this content. There'll be more tomorrow. Uh, We've got lots to talk about because we can look down the road and dive into the pocket of the Minnesota Gophers as they uh, prepare to head to Lincoln, Nebraska, 11 o'clock kickoff next week at Memorial Stadium. I'm DP. This has been Locked On Sports, Locked On Go Big Red on the Locked On Sports Broadcasting Network. Go Big Red.